Hi, welcome to Soku Koji for the Sunday service. My name is Hakaran, and I'm a longtime friend and practitioner, student of Sokuzan, and Soku Koji is my Sangha. November concludes our friendship and funship and funship fundraising drive. <laughs> <laughs> we really hope here, Soku Koji, that you enjoyed learning about more about us and our community services. And if you're watching today and you value the teachings that are always live and archived on our, on our website, please consider yourself part of our family. And all of you here in the room today, we've asked for your donations and we greatly appreciate your monthly donations of any kind, any type. Uh, and we just value you very much. Thank you so much. This morning's Dharma Talk this is the first day of uh, Ango, what we call Ango, and um, I don't plan much, hardly plan at all, or I would have been on time. Uh, what, what did I give you for the talk title? Hold No Opinions. Hold No Opinions. Of course, it's impossible not to hold opinions, but this comes out of the, I think it's ninth century uh, poem by the uh, Sosan, uh, Sin Sin Ming, or the Heart Mind of Sosan. He has another name, but I can't remember it. So I, since I can't remember the entire verse that that comes, I think it's the second, possibly the third verse, but I wanted to read that to you because it's this particular translation is pretty good. If you wish to know the truth, who doesn't, then hold no opinions for or against anything. To set up what you like against what you dislike is the disease of the mind, simply put. And of course, uh, that particular poem is uh, very powerful. It's just one um one uh, direct pointing after another over and over and over with all of those uh, words and phrases. I studied that in the first solitary retreat I did in 1974. I was in a 10-day solitary retreat that my teacher, Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, put me in. I didn't give him permission. He just kind of tricked me into it. I was sitting in front of him, and he said, so we want to do a retreat. So then he gave me instructions sent me into a 10-day solitary retreat. And that's the text that I had that I uh, read over and over again in retreat when I wasn't sitting eight hours a day. So what do we have to do? We have to look at our opinions. We have to look at those uh, little chunks, little particles, little words and phrases that keep running around in our mind about, I like this, I don't like that. That's good, but that doesn't work. This works, but that doesn't work. Let me say it very directly to you. We have no idea what this is. If you think you do, this is the very nature of some sort of confusion. The knowing mind, the knowing, the knowledge mind, we don't want to get rid of it. We just, just needs to be reprioritized so we're not constantly working with our whole life in terms of what we think about it, how we evaluate it, how we judge, how we judge it. Everything is constantly changing all the time. You don't need it. You really don't need that kind of uh, meddling with your consciousness. You can actually live in an open dimension the way I would say it is a little different. I would say just be aware that you have opinions and also be aware that they are untrue. They're baseless. I'm not saying there isn't some kind of a base, but the very base itself is fluctuating into something else. Uh, the flat earth is simple. When the flat earth suddenly becomes round, why? Science. And we'll eventually find that even that is untrue. Not exactly true. Uh, and it's not exactly true from the point, point of view of whatever science is going to be happening. Uh, 25,000 years from now. Much different. There's whole areas of consciousness that are totally avoided by science. Why? 
because when you go in there, you don't you don't see anything. There's no evidence for anything. Everything is speculation. Everything is subjectivity. Who needs subjectivity when you've got this wonderful tool of what objectivity? If you actually had objectivity, we wouldn't have any dis dis disagreement about among anyone. It would just be everybody would agree um, gravity works. But you'll notice that the ones that like that, that we don't need an agreement on. <laughs> Can tell I'm making sense by the looks in your faces. <laughs> so I, I also very much, I very much like uh, questions. Make the question if you can about what it is I'm saying, so that we can go, so that I can use, I can make use of uh, your inquiry around what is being stated to to move us deeper into this uh, process. It always works very well to do this mutually. Michael, better be a good one, Michael. Did you read the poem again? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose. I'm not going to read the whole thing. You all should read this. There are several translations. Some are a little better than others. If you wish to know the truth, then hold no opinions for or against anything. To set up what you like against what you dislike is the disease of the mind. Just basic uh, a subjective uh, warfare with yourself. Elna. If we want to be virtuous, how do we decide what's good and what's bad? Stop deciding. Virtue is already the case. Just don't interfere with it based on likes and dislikes. That's that's the warfare of the mind that starts in our own minds about something. We, we see something we dislike, and instead of just feeling that, just feel what happens. Instead, the self-centeredness, the ego mind jumps to conclusions about it. Well, that shouldn't be that way. How many times have you seen something you didn't care for and, and rather than just receive it, so you see more clearly, be a little bit more, you could say, scientific about it. Just see what it is. Have a willingness, have a generosity to give your attention to that situation because everything is uh, moving all the time until it doesn't. More? You might have to look at a, a lot of aspects of your mind that aren't so virtuous. You might have to actually stop objecting to your mind, objecting to your emotions, objecting, objecting, having opinions about your feelings. First, find out if there is someone having feelings. Feelings are just feelings. There's not necessarily a feeler. That's that's the, the fundamental misunderstanding is that, that there is someone who feels a certain way. We're not saying the feeling isn't there. It's just the imputation that there's somebody who shouldn't feel that way or someone who should feel better. Or we need to do something about this to change it. It's constant working around with uh, the relative situation we call this uh, materialism, psychological materialism, getting better. Um, cultural materialism, improving everything. Uh, what was it uh, um, General Electric used to say back in the 1950s before most of you got here? Uh, progress is our most important product. They might as well have been saying horse manure <laughs> because there is no fundamental progress. There is progress, relatively speaking, where you can make a better crossbow. Um, it's called a cannon. We can make a better cannon. It's called a missile. We can make it make a, and eventually, you know where that's going, <clears throat> back into the, everything that comes up is going back into the dirt, back into the elements. So as far as virtue, as far as doing something that is completely uh, clear and pure and true and helpful, don't do much. In this way, the rotation of everything getting better and getting worse and getting better and getting worse, then you will see, you will actually be invited. You'll get a, uh, uh, a gold uh, embossed uh, invitation to what you should do. It's called choicelessness. If you think you have a choice, you're wrong. I mean, 
why would you come in here if you want me to cease to hold opinions does something new arise that is called the truth yes death that's truth well if you're dead could you say how that's truth because you're not alive i'm not connecting truth and death i'm not understanding not that either <laughs> another quote later in that verse says cease don't seek for the truth just cease to cherish opinions yes and just similarly, I'm just wondering if there is something new that shows up when the opinions are not emphasized. Well said. It's a good question because it's not about getting rid of the opinions. It's saying cease to cherish them. So it just means the opinion could come and go, but it can't find a, a person, an individual who will stabilize that and have an opinion or clamp down on it as something that this is just true fixation sometimes called. So what happens is there's an open dimension where things are flowing without a, uh, a person who is grasping, rejecting, or ignoring those. And so it's uh, there's just an open dimension there. There's no solid being there. It doesn't mean there aren't feelings that arise that are negative or feelings that are, arise that aren't positive or uplifting or fun. It just means that there's no there's no uh, the duality part, the dualistic part, the grasping, rejecting, fixating has died down. Go ahead. Um, is there contrast between truth and opinions? Yes. Could you say how that might show up? How does it look to you? I guess that's still unclear because the, the whole, if you wish to see the truth, cease to cherish opinions. Mm -hmm. It's saying, it's not saying look for the truth or discover mm -hmm. the truth. It's just saying, just stop cherishing opinions. So I'm just no. curious about so, what shows up okay. then. Um, to put it bluntly, uh, awaken truth which is not separate. So as long as there's a hair's breadth of deviation, as you've heard that, as long as there's any kind of going another way from what is showing up, then we're actually objecting to that because we prefer some kind of separation, some kind of low-level warfare of for and against, up and down, back and forth, life and death for that matter. All the polarity, if seen uh, as it is, uh, the way of saying it, it just tends to collapse. And the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the one that we may believe is somebody who is in danger or someone who is being successful or someone who is uh, coming and going, that particular uh, dynamic doesn't get any sustenance. It doesn't get nurtured. So therefore, it starts to collapse. And as it collapses, there can be terror. There can be intense uh, fear. And so it takes, from this point of view here, it takes a strong awareness practice, sit down, hold still, and watch the nature of the mind. Don't agree with it, don't object to it, don't look away more. Um, could you say what the starting point is with all of this? Um, with opinions and truth and fixation? For each person, just beginning just beginning of time where we, we seem like we're here, we've been born, like Rumi was just born a year ago, and he said, just watch him a little bit, and you'll see he's been here forever. This is not new. I mean, it's new, but it's not new nor is it new for us. But as we get older, we kind of sophisticate ourselves around the whole idea of time and space, and we solidify using our ideas and our opinions to concretize uh, that we're here, and we feel this way, and we vote this way, and we have this kind of a house, we have this kind of an education, we have this kind of neighbors, or we have this kind of a spiritual path. Even this can turn into fixation, uh, sometimes called fundamentalism, even though it's Buddhism, which is an incredible spiritual path. Yeah. I was wondering um, also where to start with the path. Like, where do we start with not holding 
start right where you're at. Any person, if you that's why this building is here, that's why this monastery is here, that's why you're here, is to have some kind of way of emphasizing that, emphasizing that part of our our life to train our minds to see clearly instead of using untrained mind and continually go out and try to validate our opinions and our 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 ideas and live a materialistic life of grasping, rejecting, and buying into the whole whole opinion situation more. I do have one more question. Yeah, and then we'll go a different direction. Go ahead. Talk of the titles, hold no opinions. Yes. I was wondering if there's a difference between the holder and what's being held. Mm -hmm. I guess the emphasis here being don't fixate on opinions. Mm -hmm. So the my feeling is like, oh, I need to work with my opinions, but I'm also wondering about the identity that thinks that it's holding them. If if that's what role that plays or how to work with that, them. that will start to as long as the grasping part of the opinion, the rejecting part of the opinion, or the shutting down part of the opinion is not is not emphasized or fueled, then the opinion itself starts to cave in. At the same time, the opinionator uh, starts to become more transparent and it seems to be gradual for a while until at some point you see that it's always been that way that there actually was nothing to do in the first place uh, that's a, that's a powerful intuition if that arises for you and it's unlikely for that to arise unless you find a way to slow down hold still do a lot of it you know lifetime after lifetime we've been coming back here and fighting with our world or agreeing with our world joining this refusing that and, and trying to figure out some way to squeeze happiness out of Samsara. This is the first noble truth of the Buddha. Life is suffering. He didn't say part-time. It's suffering. And if you think it's part-time, then you're probably covering something up because these nerve endings are very, very sensitive in all the six sense fields, including the mind. Yes, sir. So, well, first, um, when, you, when you said opinions, I use the word belief. Do you think those are the same opinions and beliefs? Different words, but very similar. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure. And then... Um, my question to you then is, how do you uh, overcome uh, limiting beliefs that you've decided no longer suit you? It's no longer a conscious belief, but it's in my subconscious still. And it, it manifests or comes out. You, uh, do you meditate? Yes. Yeah. How much? Uh, almost daily. Yep. What's um, the almost part about? Well, some days I just don't. Because <laughs> I'm too tired or yeah. like, you know, I don't have free time till the end of the night. Or so, like and so I would say just do that a lot. Emphasize it. You're really not emphasizing any anything other than you're, you're just doing less. It's an elimination diet for your beliefs. Yeah, because the, um, the the fear, I guess, from those limited beliefs comes up in meditation. And it's certainly not a conscious fear. But it's no. when I enter an altered state or um, I feel like something cool is about to happen. <laughs> then, you know, then that's where the fear from these previous limiting beliefs that I had. Mm -hmm. you do a lot of it. Sit down, hold your eyes open. Are your eyes open when you're sitting? Um, open them. Okay. You, you, this is a dream. This is a nightmare. <laughs> need I say more? It's difficult, but you need to have your eyes open. Closing your eyes feels better. You might feel like more of a meditator. You might feel more serene. Even that won't last, but you may, because it's a, it's a, it's a conditioning of the mind to stop engaging with things and just soften up. And, and so it, it can be helpful <clears throat> but I think it should come out of your experience of when you need to close your mind. I would start out with them with eyes open, and then there may be times when you might need to close your mind for a little while. But it shouldn't necessarily be something you maintain, uh, nor should having your eyes open be something you maintain. But if you're sitting here and you're awake, why would you close your eyes to get away from something, to make something feel better? 
not not incorrect. This has been done for centuries in some forms, Satipatthana, different forms of Theravadan practices, generally speaking, is eyes closed, because it's about trying to get into some kind of a consciousness that is different from this one. I say wake up here. I don't, it doesn't, if you wake up with your eyes closed, okay, so you have a lucid dream. Interesting. More? Sit a lot. Yeah. Say to so it seems like a lot of things can fall into that category of opinions. What are opinions? I think they're just little tiny uh, um, cages. So you don't have to you don't have to look anymore. It's too dangerous to actually have an open dimension where you don't know. Uh, if someone's if we even culturally, we even say to each other, well, what's your opinion about this or that or the other thing? We're always ready to say, well, you know, I think that's great or that sucks or that's uh, because of this and this. I was thinking this way, but now I think this way. It's called a conversation. This is what a conversation looks like. Not bad, not wrong. You should have them, but just be aware that they're circular. They don't. They don't go somewhere. Beyond. Um. Oftentimes, it seems like opinions just show up as opinions, and there is nothing before them. And and other times it doesn't. And I'm just wondering if they can be traced back. You don't need to trace. I mean, you could, but you don't need to. Just just this. Just notice that coming, just as I say, the way I teach sitting practice of meditation is sit down, hold still, have all the senses open, and watch what moves. And that will, if you really are doing that, you won't, you won't get bored. It'll take a while. You'll be bored after a couple of years. But for a long time, it's quite interesting to see what the mind does when it's left, uh, what, unattended and just allowed to do whatever comes, whatever's coming and going. Uh, some meditation practices are about training you to become more aware, more mindful, more and more. I'm not interested even though I spent several decades trying to become more aware, more clear, more better, more, more meditative. I was present, you know, I'm always here. Nope. More? Nope. Shoka. What is here or present with the way in which we practice? There's no, there's no, there's no positionality on it. It's not, it's not worth going in that direction. So when you say what is there, it's, it's not separate. So the basic situation is not separate. It looks like they're separate beings because they're separate bodies. Consciousness does not belong to anybody. If you think there's an owner, and this is this is the nature of uh, uh, the seventh consciousness, or the uh, part of the Yogacara tradition, which describes the five sense fields, the thinking mind, <clears throat> the storehouse consciousness, and then the seventh, which is the one that is paranoid and worried about things and trying to get ahead, and the one that thinks somebody just disrespected me. No, anybody can disrespect you. I'm not saying you can't feel that way, but the actuality is not exactly true. A question from Shane in California. What is the purpose of, or why is it that humans are forced to be obsessed with questions that they can never get full, complete, final answers to? What is the purpose of clinging, fixating, and attachment? Because it uh, reduces the amount of fear by uh, being attached gives us a little break we're attached to something so instead of seeing the complete open dimension of being uh, which is uh, uh, uh endless this uh, that kind of endlessness the uh, ego mind does not want to see that because it's threatening so the attachment uh, serves you know, just a way that ignorance works we just fixate on something ideas opinions all you have to do is watch uh, the news just a, a very intelligent people um Running in circles. Jews in. If there's no progress, why do anything? So you could say, why do anything? And that might be, be workable, but here we are. 
And uh, this is a particular path that goes back thousands of years. And the guidance that we've been given and that I've been given uh, many years ago is to help people. Start out with yourself. We're suffering. How can, is there a fundamental way, fundamental way we can work with our own difficulty, our own suffering to find out what this is? Why is this circularity? Why is this intense coming and going of feeling kind of okay for a while and then suddenly the whole thing without even any apparent cause just goes into the trash bin again and suddenly we're struggling and fighting, in my case, just extreme anger over not, not having any, any idea what it was all about. So we to put it so very very directly is to let's see what this is, see if there, or we can just uh, what, kill ourselves. Something I thought about many times until I um, met my teacher. How is why do anything different from don't do anything unless you have to? Because don't do anything is a shutting down, and don't do anything unless you have to. If you're doing it the way I'm talking about it, is just to watch at the temptation coming and going, coming and going. Watch the emotions come up and, and try to get you to buy into it, to get some kind of identity. And if there's no identity, there's no there's no one uh, in, the, in the market for that particular kind of promotion. It's not to get rid of the promotion. It's and it's not to get rid of the promoter or the, the one who's uh, the potential client. It's to see what it is, to use that kind of a metaphor, to just to see if you see what it is, there is there is no one. There is no separate being who is in the market for something else, nothing else. But you, ha you have to see it by by watching what comes and goes. My understanding of it is that's how that works. I'm not saying there isn't someone doing this differently that might be uh, perhaps even more uh, effective than what I'm talking about here. Yes. If we think that there's reasons we do things, are we still functioning out of the belief in the choice? Yes. It's not that there isn't a relative structure that, that you could go to. It's like a, if you're an attorney, you, know, you can go and you can find um, various kind of supports for anything you're promoting or you know, sign that. But the fundamental nature of this, of this situation, uh, once you start to go in that direction, everything starts to collapse. The only thing that really works is what the Buddha talked about and discovered was a dependent origination, that everything that looks like an apparent something <laughs> and looks like an apparent uh, other are not separate. They're separated, but they're fundamentally not separate. How can we see that the reasons that we give things are in addition, but still respect what looks like cause and effect? Just look at it without writing a, an essay. Just just observe what it does, because anything you anytime you observe anything, uh, it it does not stand still. It starts to change into something else. But if you do anything with it, it takes on an apparent or a temporary solidity. It's called fixation. That's what beliefs are. We actually temporarily fix our mind in a certain way. This is what I think. Well, I've always thought that way. Well, my parents taught me that way. It's just on and on. It's just a constant chatter of uh, low-level cultural propaganda coming out of our society. It's not wrong. It's just a misunderstanding. And the basic misunderstanding that if you're in this room, this is what you're, this is what is being promoted here. Find out who you are. Don't step away from this into the world of apparent phenomenon things, uh, thinking there's somebody who's doing that. Find out who this is. You can go, you can say, you can ask yourself the, the question, who is this? And wh whatever comes up, look closely at what that is. There's not, a, there's a solid separation. I have hands, uh, eyes, ears, tongue, tongue, body, mind, stuff, all hooked together and it looks like me. Me and my world, me and my ideas, my opinions, my hopes, my fears. 
my philosophy. <clears throat> We're not saying that that's there, but that does not, the five skandhas form, feeling, perception, concept, and consciousness does not add up to a self. Just looks like it. It's a big hype. You can actually function just fine by not having a position on anything. If it looks like I have a position, come and get me. See if I have a position. I'll chase you right out of this room. Yes, sir. So <clears throat> beliefs, opinions, I receive them as basically limitations. Or you're, you're creating rules for yourself. Whatever you decide you believe, that's the rules you're going to play by. Okay. So it seems the trick would be then to come up with a belief system that would be the most encompassing. Since you said uh, you believe it's impossible to get rid of beliefs or opinions. I didn't so, say that. I thought you said that at the very beginning. Did I say I believe something? You said uh, not, to, not to have an opinion, but then you said that would be impossible. Was that a belief? Maybe I misheard you. Okay, no, you probably got me. Okay. Neil? <laughs> <laughs> so it seems the trick would be to, to, to come up with some sort of belief system that would be the least limiting to, to essentially believe anything and everything. everything. I think what is, wouldn't that be dangerous, though? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But I, I think the way of, as far as systems, let's use the system, but but let's have it, let's keep it at hand, but let's lead with the awareness. If you're leading with the awareness, it's like, uh, you know, thousands of years ago, um, you got hungry, you went into the woods or into the jungle with a club or whatever you had, and you, you didn't know what you were going to do. You didn't know what you were going to deal with. You had some ideas, and that's the situation we're in now, uh, living our life. Not exactly, but we, we need to meet things with our awareness rather than with our ideas about it because the ideas about it uh, actually pre actually prevent you because you're so you're 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 stumbling against your own preconceptions your ideas your beliefs and the, the the tiger is in the tree not behind the bush so you need to go awareness doesn't uh, thinking doesn't doesn't find could help you you said something about um, watching the emotion come up and try to get us to Lie into them. If we were to see the unreality of the ego, would we be able to watch the emotions come up and watch the ego believe them? Probably. What is yes? What is watching that happen? It's just watching is watching. Consciousness doesn't belong to anyone. Just because consciousness is tied up to uh, the the uh, the sense organs uh, doesn't mean that it's uh, that it, it owns it. It's dependent origination. You can't find a single solitary being anywhere. It's just consciousness manifesting in the form of human beings or, or bedbugs. Consciousness. More about that if you have it, please help me. Help us. Sometimes you say it won't matter if you believe it or not, or you won't care if you're. I do. I do. I do say that's a good one. So it's not that you wouldn't care. Of course, if you see someone being, Tortured, or you see someone, it's not that you might have, you might have, your emotions might be more powerful, more intense without a person who's emoting because the emotions are free to come out of everywhere. They come out of everyone. I can't, I can't look at anyone without having some kind of emotional situation happen. At the same time, it's totally flat. At the same time, this is called non duality. It's been taught not only in Buddhism, but all over the place. It's all over the place, the way it's presented or taught or understood. There's, there's no solid being, and since there's no solid being, there's no solid other. And since there's no solid other, everything is empty of what you think it is. It just looks like it's everywhere, and it's spread out, and it looks like it's separate. More? Keep coming. What is that flatness? What, what about it yeah, is flat? Yeah, Buddha nature. 
because you see there's nothing is threatened. Nothing is nothing is uh, nothing is occurring in the in the sense. I mean, sure things are occurring. I'm doing this, I'm making a sound, cause and effect, and cause and effect, and it's everywhere. And it's it's a it's a complete uh, uh, it's a charade, and it's a complete uh, stage play, and it's uh, it's totally magnet. It's magnetizing you into your life. You actually think you're living a life. And, and you are. You can point out the pots and pans and the ones that you washed and the one that your mate was supposed to wash but didn't. And then we add on things. We could keep the next thing you know, we have a whole mosaic of our life. And, and it's and it's there. It keeps some kind of relative thing going on. But fundamentally, you can't go back to that and you can't go forward to it. It's hard enough just to be here in this. What's an understanding of death that precedes the death of the body? Just you know that nothing is threatened. Who you are, you can't die. But it's not a conclusion. You know, you don't have to conclude that fire is hot. Stick your hand in it. Let's see, is this hot or not? Hmm. You know, I mean, I'm being silly about it, but I'm saying you don't actually have to restrain yourself. You could even say, stop straining. Stop struggling. Don't, don't accept. Don't reject. Don't believe. Don't disbelieve. The three poisons are a perfect uh, formula or seeing the way we rotate in space around our ideas, our thoughts, our opinions. Yeah. Just curious with that, the image of the hand in the fire and thinking like in a dream where that situation might not be the same, like you might be able to, I, I've known in a dream, I've stuck my hand in fire and it not burned me, not be hot. Um, so what gives this situation the solidity to where I don't have that option of it not being hot? It's just the illusion is more intense. Uh, Trunk Rinpoche called it, uh, Somebody asked him once, once about uh, um, uh, what happens when you drop acid. Now, you, this is back in the early 70s, you know, when people were still doing that as entertainment. So they found out it wasn't all that entertaining, except for a few people who are really like to be entertained in that kind of way. Um, he said it was a, a, a it's like super samsara. It's like the world uh, on steroids. You know, the illusion of, the, of reality just really pumped up. So it's really ultra real. And of course, once something gets ultra real, it's it kind of suspicious. It's when it's this low level thing that is difficult to uh, challenge. Yes, sir. So back to the analogy of a thousand years ago, when we get hungry, we go up into the woods to, to get food. Um, uh, a belief and uh, an opinion, I think, do they build up our expectations? So we, we, uh, we go out, that motivates us to go out and, and do. Yes, just like we come in here, we, I began meditating because I thought that this is fundamentally going to help me be less crazy, less angry, more sane. So acceptance might just be moving beyond the opinions. And Wrong. You don't need to accept. If you accept something, you enforce the, the, the polarity in a very subtle way. Don't accept anything, don't reject anything, and don't ignore anything. Is the way I talk about it. Doesn't mean that I've uh, got it down here and I figured this whole formula out. I'm just saying, don't do anything. Hold still and observe. The, the formula is sit down, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture because the body and mind are not two different things. They just look like they are. Hold very still and uh, receive. Whatever's happening, just receive. Don't object to it, don't agree with it, and don't look away. Do nothing. And, and some of that process might involve seeing how you can't help but accept. You, you might you might actually be more clear on what your particular dynamic is, uh, different than someone else. Go ahead. So believing or expecting fire to be hot, um, 
if we don't, if we, if we don't believe that, we can walk across the fire. Well, you probably can't. That was meant to be funny. Didn't work. So I'm saying that we're getting into an area. If we get too intense with the metaphor, then of course it's not going to work. That's why this place is so damn convincing. You can't. If you start to go out in that area, then then we get in an area where the believability of what the senses are that we we disconnect from the actual relative relationship between things, uh, which is dependently arisen. We can't ignore dependent origination, but we don't have to necessarily clamp down it or agree with it or try to squeeze some kind of happiness out of it. So it's a uh, it's even more um, um, it's it's difficult to come to a conclusion about it because it it creates a, a someone who believes what is happening or disbelieves it, and you're really we none of us are separate from anything else. So therefore, uh, the, when I say therefore, this is meant to be helpful. It may not be, but delusion. And and uh, delusion and awakening, or Buddha uh, nature, or uh, awakened truth, and complete delusion uh, are not two separate things. Akron, did you have your? Uh, our opinions and feelings, a feature of consciousness, are they just features of consciousness? Then it's it's the way that when. Literally, when consciousness is downloaded into a, a living form, so to speak, uh, as that seems to take up some kind of particularity there as me and my ideas, it's my nerve endings that are being affected. Uh, then, then that that tendency to to want to grasp something, reject something, have an opinion or an idea or a concept about something is part of the whole way that the that the, the this organism can function in. Uh, relationship to everything else. So some of that's going to happen. It's when we overdo it. Uh, even in Buddhism, the teaching is not too tight, not too loose. The middle is called the middle way. So even even if you if you conclude something about I'm enlightened, this is a misunderstanding. If you conclude that I'm uh, uh, not enlightened, this is a misunderstanding. And any kind of conclusion or any kind of end product situation is just uh, um, just emphasis on materiality. Michael. Isn't everything you said today just an opinion? No, this is my opinion. It's not my opinion. So you could, you could, I mean, you could say that, but uh, in order to do this in some kind of really, I mean, I could just stay home, which I thought about doing, didn't I? You know, I don't, I don't have to maintain anything. I think I said as I was sitting on the edge of the bed, I'd really just stay here. I didn't. Why didn't I? Why didn't I? Any idea? We paid our suffering. Nah, I'm not interested. You need to do that. I'm here to point to something. To, um, if you if you see what I'm pointing at, you don't need me. You might not need me now. Yes. Why didn't you stay home? Because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, to put it, in a, I don't mean this to be romantic at all. Because I, I I received a vow, I observed that vow, and I intend to do that as long as this body is alive. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not looking for. Some kind of relative happiness doesn't mean I'm not going to take a nap, so don't take advantage of me. <laughs> yes. I was just wondering how that contrasts when you do stay home. I can't help it. I have to stay home. If I'm sick, not happy. Or if I just don't want to come in. I don't know what I'm going to do next. But it's not followed up with some kind of, I shouldn't have done that. I can only think of one thing that I shouldn't have done. Ordain me. 
Yeah. <laughs> getting warm there. I wouldn't get too close. You might get burnt. Yes. When does what you are talking about become an opinion? When you think it's the truth, not as opinions are coming and going. And sure, I have opinions coming and going. They're fluctuating. Um, there's there's not a lot of follow up on the opinion. I just notice that it rises, and you know, I I think this about that or this. So yeah, they're coming and going. It's the it's the fixation on it's the problem. But it almost seems doesn't almost seem it seems like you need to really look at it closely to see that there's some kind of separation uh, happening, and uh, just don't fight with it. Uh, uh, as I say, as my teacher said, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche said. Uh, uh, be genuine. My way of saying that is don't miss your life. Don't try to be some special person. Just be who you are, but don't promote that. Don't cut down on that and don't ignore that. Yes. When the verse says, um, if you wish to know the truth, hold no opinions, mm -hmm. is it saying that there isn't any truth in either side of the opinion polarity? No. Relative truth is, is just that, a pack of lies. It's just, it's because it, it, you always can find anything that's true you can find the opposite and, and you can't get this to be true without something else being the polar opposite of that. It's called relative truth. Ultimate truth doesn't have an opposite and ultimate truth is not actually not separate from relative truth, which makes it more of a, a migraine if you try to figure it out. So just be on, just receive, just be on receive. If you if you just give everything your attention, then, uh, then the quality of that eventually you'll see exactly what needs to be done to not only to promote your own uh, well-being so you can continue to support others or help others or meet others where they're at uh, and just be with others. Is holding no opinions the same as including all opinions? I don't, I don't think I would say that. Uh, holding no opinions is to, is to see that some opinions just hang around, you know, looking for a free lunch. You know, just, you know, they're kind of there and you, you know, getting rid of that is uh, uh, it might just hide around the corner and wait till some intense situation happens where s somebody comes running out and says, I can help you. I am the opinion about that. You all know what I'm talking about. You, won't, you don't know you have an opinion until something blows up in your life and suddenly, how dare they say do that? Mm. Who do they think they are? You know, we all do it. And so I'm saying be aware of the opinion. Be aware of that and, and don't hold it. Don't don't hang on to it. But also don't don't go to war. Don't fight it away. Don't try to be a perfect person. Live your life. There might be just like the causes and conditions that arose as how you look in the mirror. Go look in the mirror. So you can't meditate that away. So live. That just doesn't validate your negativity, your anger, your or your right to, you know, yell at people or some or be right as opposed to being wrong. But just be make friends with yourself would be the way. Comfort and Bajay would talk about Michael. So you give out an opinion, and then my immediate reaction is to shake my head yes. Is that the act of an opinion? It's a little bit too convoluted. You're going to have to simplify that for this old man. Go ahead. You say something that is a truth. You're talking about me? Yes, you say something okay. that is a truth. Okay, nothing is separate. But I shake my head yes. Like this? Yep. <laughs> you see people do that sometimes. Yeah, I know what you just what you mean. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. It's just the way we 
about ourselves off of. Go ahead, Michael. I guess I'm trying to get at the idea that the the act of an opinion and the truth. How how do we put those two things together without separation? They're already not separate. Quit fiddling with it. Meditate. Meditate. Train the, the, the observer quality. There is no observer, but there is an observing. So emphasize. Emphasize just look at the wall. Look at something. Look at the carpeting. Hold still. If you're, if you're moving, then that whole uh, receiving dynamic gets confused. Uh, so we aren't really doing that. That's why walking in the woods is not meditation. That's entertainment. Any kind of movement, including, including uh, walking meditation, you'll notice we don't do that much here, except four days out of the year, which when I give everybody, uh, you could say I do it, give everybody a dose of uh, Soto Zen. Uh, we don't want to abandon that tradition. That's the backbone. That's why we're here. That's that lineage as we chant uh, those lineage holders' names every day. So we're not going to get rid of it. Yes. Another question from Shane in California. Why is this body-mind forced to keep trying to understand who we are when this body-mind fundamentally lacks the capacity to conceive itself? Hmm. Meditate more. That's, that's, a, that's a labyrinth of, cir of circles. It's like mm, uh, fighting with hula hoops. Know about hula hoops? I know Shane does. That that it's, it's not that what you're what he's saying there doesn't make some sense. Of course, it is. He's a smart guy. Not a compliment, by the way, Shane. That's just an observation. I see you in there. So it's just circularity. It makes some sense in circles, but it, it, it's not going to be helpful because if I answer that, I've just come into a conversation with you where we both go in circles and we both become existentialists or something. So you need to see who this is. You just see what the, who this is, not this person, but who you are and what this apparent world is. The, the fundamental misunderstanding is that there is someone, that there's a solid being who can be threatened, who can be helped, who can attain enlightenment, who can attain, who can go into the hell realm or the jealous God realm, the hungry ghost realm or the heaven realm or any one of those realms or states of mind can come and go and come. There is no being there. Yes. If there isn't a being, then how could one see what this is? You can't. Thank you. So what is going on then? You ask the question, why wouldn't you just walk out of the room and say, okay, I'm out of here. Why not? What keeps you here? What? Here. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it keeps me here too. Paranoia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is resistance something that we add to our lives? I, I think in, if I understand the way you're asking it, I would say yes, because to resist anything coming or moving or going, if we stop, it gives us a temporary feeling of power, empowerment, controlling something. This is what the opinions about. We go, we, instead of having the fundamental openness of, I don't know, or we don't know, or I don't know, we, if there's something shows up as uh, a possible way out of that uh, di uh, dilemma, then we might jump into an opinion about it or, or, or go into the extreme form of not knowing was, I just don't know. I got to figure this out. That's another form of ignorance. Yes. Do we have an opportunity to lessen the resistance in our lives? Yeah, sit down, hold still, and look at the resistance. Just sit down, hold still, and just watch that nothing nothing stays the same. Things are constantly shifting. They get more difficult, and then they get easier. And then, and then we attribute the reason this feels better is because I'm drinking more water. Or the reason I'm doing this is on and on. J.D.? Yeah, would our practice be better if we learn how to not take ourselves so seriously? 
Yeah, but you know, it's the idea of, of noticing the seriousness of it, not getting rid. Of it. Don't get rid of it. Don't get rid of anything. Just be genuine. How about the sense of humor? Would that help? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be wonderful. But you can't go the other way and tell jokes constantly about everything to try it because that's an avoidance. You can just see the humor in everything. You can see the humor in our seriousness without objecting to it. But just see that we're. We take ourselves pretty seriously. And this is not uh, to be, you don't have to be somebody else. You can be who you are, I sometimes say, and I'll say it today. Uh, this person, whatever started this pra uh, practice, uh, um, the first book I read on Buddhism was in 1960. So you could say that might be where I started. Other than uh, 10 years before then, I was in uh, uh, the Woolworths downtown. Maybe it was uh, Kresge's which used to be pronounced Cressages. <laughs> and, and I saw an incense burner in the shape of a, of a Buddha. And that was the, my first contact in this lifetime with Buddha. So I was magnetized by that. And nothing has changed. When I say, I'm not saying there haven't been changes, but same crazy person sitting here. A question from Susan in Traverse City. Susan. Does sensation of flow or energy also act as delusion or a clue? Read that again. Sensation. Does sensation of flow or energy okay. also act as delusion or a clue? Is that short for occlusion? Is that funny, JD? <laughs> <laughs> so anytime there's any kind of a flow, and then there's a, there's some kind of a, a seduction to follow the flow, to go with the flow. So it could be, I would say don't go anywhere. But if you're going somewhere, just be aware that you're going somewhere. But as a promotion or buying into, or there's some areas where we do this, we deliberately, if you want to practice the Buddhist path, then it's a good idea to make a commitment to it. So that because the, the ego mind will kind of go in and out and in and out. But if you sit down and you say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to receive a refuge vows or a bodhisattva vows or whatever you are not promoting that but if you need some glue that might be a way to do it because otherwise the mind is going to continue to go in circles and that seems to be a help at least it has helped me to go in circles within the context of uh, the buddhist teachings as i understand them we have some time for the, one further question perhaps if there is one that you read said, um, if you wish to know the truth, hold no opinions for or against, just cease to cherish them. And I think it also said, don't seek truth. Don't seek the truth. Mm -hmm. What should we seek? So I think the seeking part is helpful in the beginning. But then uh, then what seems to, that kind of transforms or, tra or transmutes or something into just receiving. So the, 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 seeker, uh, the seeker activity tends to fall away. So when I say or someone might say nothing really has occurred because there isn't anyone for anything to occur to anymore. It doesn't mean there aren't sense fields. It doesn't mean there isn't a person waving their hands around or smiling or, you know, saying what's for dinner. It doesn't mean that that, that all functions and, and, and it functions even more smoothly because there aren't any second thoughts about something happens. You don't have a second thought. Should I be doing that? Should I? Is that good? Is this right? Is that wrong? That kind of constant chatter in the background is, uh, difficult, but if there's just a straightforward situation, then uh, there may be some searching, but it would be situational. You're looking for your you know, smartphone, not very smart if you can't find it, 
you know, you're looking, so there's some kind of searching, but it's a very situational situation, uh, situa situational situation. Uh, it's got to be another word. Um, that you're you're looking for something, but then you know it's in the relative context, so you can you can find it. Whereas you're, if you're searching for ultimate truth, you can't search for what you already are. You are not you're you are the Buddha from the this is this is a hundred years ago just by uh, looking within. They found out that he was the awakened one. Sounds maybe a little airy, the truth. And you could say, well, is that your opinion? And no, maybe I don't know. Uh, I'm going to keep doing that for a while probably goes back into the elements so you but you can understand that you can you can do this you can do it you don't need my help i'm just here to say do it and you can come back and ask me a question about this so that i can continue to come back and say just keep doing it just keep sitting down sit down hold still find out who you are and that starts out with finding out who you are not is there a me is there a personal pronoun is there something you're being referred to here we know this is paranoid. We know this is full of fear. What's here? Find out. Find out so you so and it won't be an opinion. Thank you.